that our attitude uh, is in the line, you know, and I'm not talking about anybody. I start right here with myself, amen? But we can have our attitude just a little bit out of a line and we can miss the whole message of what the Lord would want to say to us, what he would want to do for us. Um, and you, you can look all through Scripture, but the Spirit of God, when we were worshiping the Lord, give me two examples there just to share with you to lay a foundation. In Luke chapter 9, uh, Jesus is going to Jerusalem uh, and uh, he, as he goes through Samaria, uh, Samaritan, uh, the Samaritans there, they said to him uh, in an attitude, we're not, we're not going to receive you because uh, we know that you've got your face steadfastly toward your mission in Jerusalem. And so James and John, they got upset with that. And, they, and James and John, the sons of thunder, you know, being the way they were at that time, John said to Jesus, do you want us to call lightning down from heaven like Elijah did and consume them. And, and Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of, you know. So their attitude was they missed the, the, the whole thing of what Jesus was doing as he went uh, through Samaria to Jerusalem. And then in John chapter 12, you got Judas, you got the lady who comes and, and uh, breaks open uh, the... the uh, the vessel and anoints the Lord, and 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 Judas he, he's concerned, quote unquote, about we could have sold this for three hundred pence and fed the poor. Of course, the Bible tells us he was a thief. He wasn't worried about the poor, but his attitude, just like James and John, uh, uh, caused them to miss the whole message. So tonight, I just uh, don't get mad at me, but just do just do this in your own way with me, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I give you permission to correct me, to inspire me, because I give my attitude to your Holy Spirit. Shape and mold me right now. In Jesus' name, I will hear. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, very familiar chapter uh, to the... To all Christians, but especially to us here at this particular part of the body of Christ. Uh, let's start reading. For I wish we had time to read the whole chapter, but we don't. But let's just start reading in verse number 16, if you would. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 16. If you're there, say amen. The Word of God says, Nevertheless, when it, when, uh, when people turn... He's, uh, Back to the Lord. When they turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Say, I've got eyes to see. Amen. So when you turn to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Verse 17. Now, the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Verse 18. But we all, that's all Christians. Say, he's talking about me. But we all, with an open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of the Lord. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Unity with you, Lord, 
walking each and every day with love. Yes. An opportunity that comes and knocking, Lord. Let yes. Let us see it, let us understand it, and let it become real as we become real in it, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the Word. Uh, so the Spirit of the Lord uh, wants to help us tonight. Uh, he wants us to see that, that we're always evolving, we're always growing, we are always changing. And, and so uh, you could title this, if you would, you and I, we're, we're changed by change. Positive or negative, good or bad, right? And so we're changed by change. And so uh, you and I are always going to be hearing uh, words. We're always going to be immersed in situations and circumstances. And we've got to learn how to gauge what we're hearing. We've got to learn how to, uh, by the Word of God, rightly divide what is true, what is lie, what is right, what is wrong, what is life-giving, what is bringing death. And and so... uh, if you're a situation in your life tonight that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, then you come to the right place at the right time. Because the Word of God is what you and I have to look into to be able to see truth and to be able to be changed. So if there's some area in your life that you're looking to uh, to be changed or if you're looking to, to be able to enforce, encourage, and when I say enforce, enforce change, enforce a... a, a uh, an optimistic hope in somebody else's life, then listen keenly by the Spirit of God because you're going to leave here and you're going to be inspired. You're going to be encouraged and you're going to have the the uh, means as well as that desire, that opportunity to do it. Amen? All right. So notice here what he said. Uh, here, this third chapter is dealing with how uh, Moses was was a type and a shadow and so you and I, we've got to recognize and realize that Moses was the lawgiver. And we've got to get out of the mentality of the performance uh, that everything is according to what I can do or can't do. Because you and I, none of us could live the law. The law, what it actually done was brought uh, death because nobody could live it. But because of grace, that was the type and the shadow of, of, of God went up on the mountain and he was with with the Father, and he got those Ten Commandments, and when he come off, he had the veil on, uh, and uh, that that was to show us that he had that glory for being in the presence of God, but also that that glory was fading. It was going uh, away uh, day by day, because, see, the law can't keep you in a place, in a relationship with God the Father, but through Jesus Christ, this word by uh, the, the grace of God, you can always look into His face and you can reflect truth. You can you can be changed. Every time you look into this Word, this Word will change you. It will empower you. It is the truth that Jesus said that you can know, that you can become disciplined in, that will make you free. Amen? All right. So, uh, we've got to get in the mindset to understand that... that when we get born again, that our spirit is, is so free and has so much liberty and has such a relationship with God to the Father that, I don't know about you, sometimes my spirit just, is just, I can feel it jumping around on the inside of me. It, it, it's so happy. And, and out here in my, uh, my soul, my mind, will, and emotions, I, I, I'm thinking, what are you so happy about? 
and, and my body is, is pointing to this pain or this ache or, 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 or I'm thinking about what this need is or, or what that lack might be and all of these things. And in my spirit, I am just full of joy. It's like the Bible says, joy unspeakable. And so I've got to make a choice. I've got to make a decision. Am I going to let uh, my body dominate me? Am I going to let my soul dominate me? Or am I going to come back to what Jesus said? Jesus, through the Apostle Paul, said that if I would walk in the Spirit, I would not fulfill the lust of the flesh, Galatians 5, 16. And so uh, if I want to be in the place where I can walk in my Spirit by the Holy Spirit and have joy that's unspeakable, it's available to me. If I want to be able to have my attitude changed continually where I don't have to uh, be in fear, I don't have to be in dread, I don't have to be in lack, I don't have to have an attitude uh, that is always needing to be uh, improved upon, you know, touched and changed, all of those things. Uh, I, I regret so much of, of, of missing out on God's best for so long in my life. Uh, and that's why I like to be honest with people and I like to talk to them and tell them, listen, uh, you can have so much better so much quicker. Amen. Because I, I walked along in my life, saved, going to heaven. I was not a good witness in certain areas of my life. I, I, I hindered my family. I, I hindered those around me because I trusted more in self, in flesh, in body, in soul than I did in the Lord. And so with all the days that I've got left, by the grace of God, I want to learn how to walk in the Spirit continually. I want to be being changed. Amen? Not by what I'm seeing or feeling on the outside, but what I know is true on the inside. Amen? And, and so I want us to be able to take a message of hope to people who are we're all alike amen we all struggle in in like manner and so we need to an answer when that answer is this word that answer is jesus amen and so let's learn what's available to us and let's start let's start let's get out of the servant mentality and let's get into the son and the daughter mentality of the most high god and let's allow god to change some things where we can uh, not have it be having the same fight don't you get tired of having the same fight, the same struggle, the same battle, all the same disappointment, all of those things? Let's let God do some things. Amen? All right. Now, notice here, he made a promise to us in verse 18. He said, but we all. And he, so he's talking to Christians. He's talking to believers. So there's not one person uh, that is a blood-washed blood believer that cannot be changed from glory to glory. So anything the devil has told you said, well... This has happened before, it's happened again, and it's going to continue happening. You say, no. No, in the name of Jesus. Devil, you are a liar. I'm being changed, and I, I choose not. Uh, I may have somebody even that's close to me. I, that's what I always admired about my wife, Donna, how powerful she was. Even when I was struggling, she chose not to let my struggle bring her down. She chose not to uh, uh, to allow that to to be a hindrance, but rather she stood firm in her convictions, and she ultimately was used by the Lord to help me get out of that moment, out of that situation. Amen. And that's the way that we're supposed to be with each other: is to be uh, a person of resolve, a person that that I get sick of being sick and tired. I get sick of that situation, and I want to let God change it. Amen? And so this is what He's wanting to do. So uh, we have to have the, and the attitude, and we have to have the faith that when He says, but we all, that He's talking about us. Yes. Amen? 
Everybody believe God can do something for somebody else, but we need to believe He can do it for us. Amen? What's happening? Okay. Uh, now, he, he said, but we all with open face. So we've got to make up our mind is that we're going to look into the Word of God without closing anything off. See, that's the key. Yes, Brother Duckett, that's so, so true. That's the key. We've got to say, Lord, here I am. Here's the situation. Here's the way I feel. See, I, I, um, my personality is that uh, when there's a the problem, when there's a struggle there, I have a tendency, I don't want to talk about it. And uh, you, you and I have got to get in the place and the position where we can share all things with our Father. And then when He gives us leeway, then we can share the problem with whoever we need to share it with. Because see, that open face, that open, in other words, be willing to say, God, this is where I'm at, this is how I feel, this is what I'm dealing with. Now, because my faith is open to the Father, He can open up His face to me. See, He will only uh, come into my life as far as I will open up to Him. Amen? And so, with an open face, you and I, we have this promise uh, that we can behold, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. So, in other words, I can look into the grace of God and I can see what He has for me. I can see how much better things can be. I can see how much things can be changed. Now, this glass, uh, the epistle of James chapter 1 tells us that the glass is the Word of God. So, I can look into the Word of God and it will reveal to me not just where I'm at, but where by the Word, by the, the very sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I can climb up into... And I can walk in liberty. I can walk in freedom like never before. Amen? So all I've got to do is just come to the place of pure honesty. We're in a place right now where there is a spirit that's moving across the world, especially across the United States of America, that uh, closes everything off and takes no accountability. Come on. It's always somebody else's fault. And they will not do any self-reflection. You and I, the greatest thing we can do is by the Spirit of God is look into ourselves, and then have hope. Because see, if I see myself where I'm at in the world, I have no hope. That's why people is in this place where the Spirit has, of the world has closed it off. But if I look by the Word of God, by the power of God, I have confidence. I have hope that things can be different. All right, now notice he made a promise that we are changed by that same image. The image is Jesus, all right? So uh, you and I have to believe and we have to speak out of our own mouth that we're being changed and things is being made different. We've got to learn to, to, to think differently. See, uh, so many times in my life, uh, it, it took me forever to get to the place where I recognized what the Word said, and then I learned how to meditate on that Word. I learned how to, to speak that Word out. I still don't do it perfectly, but I'm doing better. Amen? And I'm going to continually do better by the grace of God. But what we've got to do is not let the devil get in our language, get in our speech, get in our mind. Now, we can't... Uh, 
a hip of thought that comes across our mind, but we can, by the power of God, change that thought. Amen? We can keep that thought from becoming a word. Now listen, by the Spirit of God, the devil wants to put your thoughts into action. How does he put them into action? With words, with words. And after that word crosses my lips, I can never get it back. It becomes a seed, a seed of change for the negative. But you and I, we're going to learn how to meditate and to think on the Word of God where it can have a seed of change for the promise of God. Amen? The positive. All right. So let, let, let's go to Second um, um, Peter. Let's look at something. We're going uh, to dive in this just a little bit deeper. Look at Second Peter chapter 1. Uh, let's just start at verse number 1. 2 Peter 1 and 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith, say he's talking to me, glory, uh, with us through the righteousness of God and of our Savior Jesus Christ. So you and I, because uh, we believed in the heart and confessed with the mouth, we have the same faith uh, that brought this Bible forth to us. We have the righteousness of Jesus. It, it's wanting to work right things in your life and through your life, in my life and through my life. Now notice what happens. Verse number 2. Grace and peace be added unto you. Multiply. See, we're in a place right now where uh, God is wanting to multiply some things in your life. He's wanting to, to get, it, get you to a place of productivity that, that addition will not handle. Come on, there, there's a lot of people that are hurting tonight. There's a lot of people that need to know that they can be changed and they need to look into this change that is happening, that is active within your life and know that if God will do it for you, if He'll do it for me, He'll do it for them. Amen? Amen. Now notice what happens. Grace and peace be multiplied, let it increase, abound unto you. How? Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So it's what you know. It's what you know. You have to make up your mind that you're going to know the truth. Jesus said the truth that you know is the truth that will make you free. So if, if there's a truth that will make you free, there is a lie that will. So tonight I want us to be in that place, in that position where we allow the Spirit of God just to talk to us, each one of us individually, while we're sitting here under this corporate anointing and let Him show us some areas in our life that He wants to bring truth to. We have to come to the knowledge of Jesus. We have to look with an open face and say, God, I recognize that I may have shut you out of this area, that I, I may be trying to control this area. I may be trying to trust in, in my own, own instinct, my own understanding. But tonight, I'm going to lay everything down. I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to let you be what only you can be. Amen? And we can see some things changed. See... I don't know about you, but I can look at my dad, I can look at my grandpa, I can look back over, and I can see some of the things that they struggled with that are a stronghold in my life. Well, it's not meant to be that way. God wants to deliver us from all of those things because everything that's in that generation bloodline that's not of God, that means this Holy Spirit's not working in it, but they're what? There's evil spirits working in it. And so you and I, we, we, we've got to trust in the Spirit of the Lord to give us that liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I don't have to be like that. You don't have to be like that. We've got a new DNA. We've got a, a, a name written down in heaven by the blood of Jesus. And we've got something to do and places to go. And we can do it freely. And we can do it with joy. Now, notice what he said here. How does this... 
Uh, grace and peace, how does it get multiplied to you? Uh, verse number three. According as His divine power someday will give us all things. Why do we live like someday? We're shortchanging ourselves and we're limited. You know, that's what the children of Israel did, Psalm 78. Psalm 78 says that they limited the Holy One of Israel. They limited God. Tonight, could there be some area in my life, my marriage, my family, my, my uh, community uh, influence that God wants to work in and through me that I might be limiting God? According as His divine power hath given unto us, now He's talking to Christians, unto us all things. Say all things. You've got all things tonight that pertain unto life, the Zoe kind of life, unto life and godliness. So if there's anything in your life that is not the abundant lifestyle that Jesus spoke of in John 10.10, then it has to be the previous part of the verse, the devil who comes to steal, kill, and... Amen? So... Uh, I've got to make a choice. I've got to look into this Word. I've got to come to the knowledge of God the Father, the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And, and I've got to be willing to accept uh, what the Word says. When I accept what the Word says, the, the truth that is of the Word, the anointing that is upon the Word, the truth will make me free. The anointing will destroy yokes. Come on, Isaiah 10, 27, off my life. Don and I, we... we uh, we found I, I hadn't, I, we found a VCR on, on on the internet off of eBay because uh, uh, I hadn't I had one for years. I'd bought one, had it for about a week, and lightning struck and messed it up, and I lost that. So I, I didn't worry about it for a while. But then I, I we've got all of these hours and hours of old videotape when the kids were little, and and I've been wanting to to look at that. And so anyway, I, I, I bought this VCR, and, and we were we've been watching a little bit of it sometimes at night before we go to bed. Because I want to see, I want to see where I've come from. I, 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 I want to see the hand of the Lord. I want to see changes. Because I, I would give anything in the world if I could take the knowledge of Jesus Christ in my life, what I know right now, and go back to when Kayla and Tori were little. Things would be so much different. They would be so much better. I can't do that. But guess what I can do? I can let the truth that is in me now make me a better dad now. Make me a better husband now. Make me a better grandfather now. Amen? I can be what God wants me to be. You can be what God wants you to be. And you can set an example that shows that, hey, there is only one perfect. But because He's perfect, I'm being changed. Amen? It gives a testimony when we stand strong. Uh, are there things I'm ashamed of? Yes. But guess what? Those very same things convince me that God is real. Amen? That He's alive and well. He's working in my life. All right. He's working in all believers' lives. But I've got to come to the place where I say, I have a word here. The word is, God said He's done gave me all things that pertain to... I don't have to pray it down. I simply have to take Him at His word. That's knowledge. So I look into this Word and I'm, I allow the Word to change me. I allow the anointing on the Word to bring truth, the truth that makes free. 
And I, I come out of these yokes. I come out of these limitations, out of these uh, things that the devil wants to put on me. And I stop the servant mentality and I get into the child of God mentality. Amen? We, 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 we start doing some things. We start being what God says we are. We start doing what God says we can do. Amen? Now notice. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. What's the channel? What's the avenue? Through the knowledge of him that hath called us into glory and virtue. I've got to know him. Oh, then I, what did Paul say in Philippians chapter 2? After serving the Lord all of those years and now he's in prison writing these prison epistles. What did he say? He said, oh, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. Being made conformable to his sufferings. Paul, who saw the risen Savior on the road to Damascus, who was taken uh, up into the third heaven, he said that I might know him. Come on. He was used by the Spirit of God to write uh, 14 of these books, I think. So think about it. Uh, he still had that desire. So you and I, we've got to be in that place where we have that desire to know that there's more than what we know tonight. There's a better life. There's a better life. Now notice what he says in the next verse. He says, whereby are given unto us. Now when something's given to you, uh, usually you and I, if we'll be honest with each other, we go one of two ways. Sometimes somebody gives us something and we don't understand how important it is and so we don't appreciate it. But then other times we recognize that this is just what we need. And so it's my prayer that you and I can realize that, that God has gave us just what we need to be all He would have us to be. Amen? Whereby are given unto us exceeding, this is the greatest of all, Great and precious promises, they're very costly, that by these, by the word of God, in other words, you might be partakers of the divine nature. The nature of God. You mean that you and I have an opportunity to think like God thinks? To feel like God feels? Oh, isn't that something? The divine nature is available to the believer, but we have to look in to this word. We have to get knowledge. We have to let the anointing destroy yokes. We have to allow the truth to operate in our life rather than what we're feeling, rather than what we're seeing. Or our See, we're, we're, we're made to make the next generation better. That's the way we're made. And so part of my mistakes helps me to make the next generation better. Amen. Part of your mistakes helps you to make the next generation better. And so we've got to be in the place and position where we recognize without Jesus we make mistakes. But with him he can take the mistakes and make them not stumbling stones but stepping stones. Amen. That's the kind of God we serve. All right. So now... Uh, we could spend all night on it, but we don't have time. I want to go to Joshua chapter 1, and I want to see how we can put this into practice. Go to Joshua chapter 1, and, and let's put the Word of God. Let's be changed from glory to glory. Let's understand when God names us and makes us, that's who we are. Amen? All right, Joshua chapter 1. Uh, we'll spend most of our time right here, so just, just bear with me, and let the Spirit of God t talk to you 
Um, because there's so much that he wants to do. Verse number one. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying. Now, I want you to think about this. All of the children of Israel, they had depended upon Moses. They thought that the, the only way they could hear from God was through Moses. Remember, they didn't even want to hear God. They say, because when God tried to talk to them, they got all scared. Remember, the, on the mountain, the fire and the, the shaking and all of those things. And, and so, uh, but God uh, has always got a plan for the next generation. He's always got a plan to raise somebody up. And of course, this is the type in the shadow, Joshua uh, being from the Hebrew word Yeshua, which is the name for Jesus. All right, so uh, we've got to see if we're going to come to God the Father through Jesus rather than through Moses, the law, we've got to give up on the things that are dead. Now, by the Holy Ghost, we need to let dead things be dead. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. But we've got to stop mourning over things that we can't change. There's some things in your life, my life, we cannot change. It's out of our control. Now, we can trust God, give it to the Lord, and let Him do some things that only He can do. But you and I, we're going to go on. We're not going to let that be something that would keep us in a standstill. Because with God, you're always called to move forward. Amen. I'm always called to move forward. Verse number 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan. Now, this is the same place where they cross over. This is the same place where Jesus comes and he meets John the Baptist and he fulfills everything. He, what, he is baptized by John the Baptist, the greatest of them all, uh, uh, fulfilling the Old Testament prophets. And, and, and so you and I, we've got to see what this is a type and a shadow of. When we come to, to Joshua, Jesus, when we come to the, the, the new covenant of the Lord, you and I, we're not held over into the other side of the Jordan. We get to come over into the full promises. Remember, what's given unto us is exceeding great promises. In other words, you don't have, after you, since you're born again, now you can live and die where you're at tonight, or you can come into a place where God can bless every area of your life. Every word of your life can have the anointing on it. Every word of your life can be a creative force that can change your life, your marriage, your children, your future, your destiny, amen, can change your community. All we've got to do is make sure that we're living on the other side of the Jordan, that we're pulling out of the promises, that we're not in a mentality of a servanthood, but we're in the attitude and the understanding that I'm a child of the king. You're a child of the king. God wants to bless us. He wants to help us. Amen. God said, I got something to give you. He said, give to them even in the children of Israel. Verse number three, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon uh, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Now, 
So they're talking about going across the Jordan. They're talking about going into the promised land, which is a type and a shadow of this Bible. It's a type and a shadow of the promises of God. So we've done read that God wants us to be changed looking uh, in, with an open face, glory to glory, looking into Jesus, looking into these promises. Peter said I've had, that we have exceedingly great, precious promises. So we've got to walk some things out. We sit down where we're at. If we're not careful, thank God I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. <sighs> I'm going to heaven. Now, Now I, I'm just going to take it easy right here. There's no place. No place in this Bible where they sit down. We, we've got to keep moving forward. And, and so, in your life, in my life, if there's some areas where the devil is working, where there's discord... Uh, where there's there's trouble, where there's lack, it doesn't have to stay that way. It can be forever changed. Amen. But I've got to walk into this promise. In other words, I got to say, Holy Ghost, I am tired of being hopeless. I'm. T- can, can I just talk to you? I'm tired of being sad. I, I I don't know why, but I, I look and I, and I and I can I can my mind's eye I can see and I can look into my dad's eyes and I can look into his mom my grandma's eyes and I can see that sadness and then I, I'm in a situation where I ought to be so happy I, I'm with the grandkids and everything ought to be great but all I can think about is what I've missed out on or what I may miss out on and, and then I miss the moment. Come on, that's that's not right. But that's a spirit that works, that tries to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen? And so, I'm not the only one. There's people out there that don't have Jesus. They don't know the answer to that. And there's people that, that, that you can help, that you have your own situations, your own struggles, that we've got to teach people how to walk the Word of God. Come into the promises. All right. Uh, verse number four. Now, notice what he promises. From the wilderness and this Lebanon... Even of the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and of the great sea going down, going the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Shall, in other words, God said, "What I'm speaking out of my mouth right now shall be the cord of your life." That's what He's saying in the Hebrew. It shall be your boundary. In other words, God said, "What I'm saying is how far you can go." Oh, come on now! That's a good place to get up and shout. God says, what I am speaking into your life right now through Joshua, through Jesus Christ, that determines how far you can go. That means you have no limitation. Right now, there is a cord that is attached in certain areas in my life. And in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I want that cord burn off. And I want to walk out new places in the promises of God. I want to receive them, but not just for my own benefit, but I want to be that vessel that can give to somebody else. I want to be a true reflection of the freedom, of the liberty, of the hope that is in Jesus. Amen? It's ours tonight, but we have to believe it. All right. Now notice what he says. Um, And I urge you to do a word study on those words because they're there for a reason. We don't have time to get into it, but they mean something. Amen? Verse number 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. There is no devil in hell. There is no plan, no agenda that he can come up with that can stop you. 
that can stop God's church. You are the body. Jesus is the head. Amen. You are the church of the living God. You can do what you need to do. You can go where you need to go. And God will provide the means. He will provide the strength. He will provide everything that is needed to bring His Word, His will there. But we've got to be in the place where we're looking. We're being changed so we can, in turn, be a vessel that can change other people. Verse number 6. Here's the key. He said, this is the first of three times. He says, Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide an inheritance uh, for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give thee. So, uh, you and I have got to be in the place and the position where if, if, the, if God says for us to be strong and of good courage, that means there's going to be opportunity for us to be weak and to be discouraged, right? So, he tells Joshua this three times because for emphasis. So, he can be complete uh, in, in the Word of God. He can, he can let the Word of God change his understanding, change his perspective, and empower him to do and be everything that he needs to be because he has a job to do. Joshua, uh, just like you and I today, representing Joshua, Jesus, we have a job to do. What is that? God has things he wants to give people. D- divide the land. Now, the land is a type and a shadow of what? The promises, Right? So God has promises for people, but they'll never be able to see it, receive it, unless God has somebody to point them in the right direction. Yeah. Say, he's talking about me. All right, so I want you to see this now. Uh, he, let, let's read a verse. Hold your place right there. Um, Brother Ryan, I think it's Psalms 115. Say, we've we, we got to know what's ours. Look at Psalms 115, verse 15 and 16. Psalms 115, verse 15 says, Ye are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Say, I'm blessed. My God made heaven and earth. Now notice what he says, verse 16. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. But, mark that down in your Bible, right on the table of your heart, but the earth hath been given to the children of men. Come on, you've got a possession. You've got an inheritance. You are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You have something. He's gave this to you. And so, you and I were looking for God always to do something. When God's done, done everything, we've got to stand up and do our part. So, what, what did he tell Joshua to do? He said, I want you to, to go and divide the land to the people. Right now... Uh, Everybody's quivering. They think the devil owns this world. No. 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 Psalms 24, 1. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Paul quoted it in 1 Corinthians 10, 26. The earth is the Lord's uh, and, and the fullness thereof. We've got to believe that. And so God, he owns it, but he gave it to us. He made us stewards. Say, I'm God's steward. So I can divide this promises to people. I can give them what they need when they need it because of the Holy Ghost inside of me, because of the Holy Ghost inside of you, because of the liberty. Amen? And so if there's any area in anybody's life where they don't have a promise, you and I can depend upon the Lord to give us that promise to give it to them. Amen? And to see them changed. Okay. Now let's go on. 
Verse number 7. Joshua 1 and 7. Here's the second time. Only be thou strong. Be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand nor the left uh, that thou mayest prosper uh, wherever soever thou goest. Now, he said, be strong and be very courageous. And he said that you may observe. God wants you and I to always be looking into this law of liberty. The, the law of liberty, the, how do we fulfill the law today? Jesus said that when we love God and we love our neighbor as ourselves, we fulfill the law. So when you and I fulfill the law, uh, we can do it by what? He said that we mayest observe. So we, we've just got to walk in love. That's it. Walk in love. And so there may be some situations in your life, in my life tonight, that all we have to do is step back and say, Lord, there's a little problem here. But I know your word says that, Romans 5, 5, that you pour out the, the love of God in my heart, in my spirit, by the Holy Ghost. So pour out the love in my life right now and let me walk in love toward this situation, toward this person. That's fulfilling the law. That Okay, what did he say? He said, when I fulfill that, y'all are not as excited as I am. He said, when I fulfill that, then I can possess that. I, 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 see, I guess I've got more problems than normal Christians. But I've I, I got problems. I've got areas in my life that I have struggled for years. But I'm going to have the greatest testimony. I'm going to be able to talk to people and tell them that Jesus will meet you right where you're at. He'll grab you by the hand and he'll touch your heart. And he'll put in that heart, he'll put in his blood that will give it hope. Amen? Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from the left hand or to the right hand or the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. He just gave us a promise. It doesn't matter where I go, what I'm doing, if I'll hold on to this word, if I'll be changed from glory to glory, if I let the knowledge of Jesus come into my life, I'm going to prosper. But how many times have you heard people putting all the blame on God? Well, God blesses them. They always have this. They always have that. They never like it. But I don't have it. It's up to me. He said, I could prosper myself because I'm what? I'm holding on to Jesus. I'm holding on to the Word. So if there's some area in my life, and, and, and there is, and I'm going to put this Word in it, amen? I'm going to see that area of my life changed. I'm going to see God glorified in it, and I'm going to have a testimony out of it, amen? Because the Word will never fail. All right. Verse number 8. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. You and I have got to be so cautious not to let the situation, the circumstance, replace what God has gave us. Uh, see, now, uh, somebody like, like, uh, like Donna, uh, she, is, she is just, uh, I mean, 
she's very very strong and not being moved quickly. I'm the kind of person I can be in tears one minute, and I can be uh, in, in anger the next. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm, 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 God made me that way. That's okay. I'm an emotional person. But, but with that emotion, you've got to learn how to allow the Holy Ghost to, to uh, impart truth in that and, and to, to, to let Him use it. Because the devil, he loves to use our emotion. But the same way, you may be a person who has a tendency to be more shut off. And if the devil uses that, you can appear cold and uncaring. So, I mean, what I'm saying is we, there's two sides of the coin. But, but I, I want you to see here that you, you've got to make sure that you don't stop saying what God says. Because when you say what God says, you'll have what God has for you, and, and it'll change everything about you. So he told Joshua here, he said, you make sure that, that the book of the law does not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do uh, according to all that's written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. So how, how can I make sure that uh, I, I, I'm seeing something contrary to what God has said? So how can I make sure that I don't allow what I'm seeing, the symptom, the moment, become the norm? See, that's what the devil wants. He wants you and I to accept the symptom. He wants us to accept the circumstance and to think that that is going to be the new norm for our life. And so what he does, he changes what, what we're thinking on. And if he changes what we're thinking on, all of a sudden he changes what comes out of our mouth. Go to Psalms chapter 1. Notice what he says. Um, blessed, verse Psalms 1 and 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Another sermon for another time. Verse number 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. The love law, we'd say in the New Testament, the New Covenant. And his law doth he meditate in day and night. So in other words... we. Like I said, you can't stop a thought from coming. You, you, you a, a feeling that arises, a circumstance that that happens. You can't control what other people do, but you can tr- control what you do. So you come back and you say, "Wait a minute, I, Lord, how do I replace this thought? Because I can't stop thinking the thought. Because the more I say I'm not going to think the thought, the more I." think the thought, and the more I think the thought, then the more I start talking about the thought, and when I start thinking and talking about the thought, then it starts controlling me, amen? So I stop all that in the name of Jesus, and I say, Lord, give me what I can replace that with. Now, can I just share with you, there's been times when people uh, have hurt my feelings, just like you've had your feelings hurt, they've, they've done or said things, and the devil wants us to concentrate on what they've done or said. And as long as we're concentrated on that, that, that is having an impact on our life, and it'll eventually come out of our mouth. Amen? So uh, what I, and I'm thinking about a certain situation, and I, I, I just said, Lord, I'm going to meditate on you. Now, would you help me replace this thought that I'm having about this person? And then all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost showed me why the person acted the way they acted. And all of a sudden, my mind wasn't on me. 
my heart was moved with compassion because I seen that they were hurting in a whole different way. And they needed grace that only God could give them to be able to help them. Amen. See, when we put Jesus between us and those things that would hurt us, all of a sudden we're not controlled by what the devil wants us to feel and see. We're moved and controlled by the truth of the living God. Amen. We're being changed. Say I'm being changed. All right, now, but I've got a choice to make. Drop down to the second chapter. Look at verse number 1 in the second chapter. See, you've you got two contrasts here, and we don't have time to cover it. But you've got a, uh, the, the, the godly and you've got the ungodly. Look here. Why do the heathen, uh, the nations, the, 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 those without God, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Now, see, this, this, this imagine is the same word that we're looking at where um, God told Joshua, He said, you meditate, you mutter, you say what I say. Because if you say what I say, if it comes out of your mouth, you're going to have what I have for you. Amen? But see, the world, they're, they're talking about, I'll tell you what, they've done this to me, I'm going to do this to them, they've done this to me, I'm going to do it to them, they've done this to me, I'm going to do it to them. Before long, you're doing the very thing that hurt you to them or to other people. I don't represent the hurt of the devil. You don't represent the hurt of the devil. We represent the healing of Jehovah Rapha, Jesus Christ. Amen? Oh, there's an anointing here tonight. Oh, I can barely stand. There is anointing that wants to change situations, wants to get, change our attitude and our understanding, wants to heal. There's some hearts that needs to be healed. I want my heart to be healed, don't you? Because a healed heart is the only heart that can operate the way God wants it to operate. A hurt heart, it operates out of what the, the situation is saying and what the, the devil is poking, the feeling of it. Amen? Okay, go back. <clears throat> Go back to Joshua. Verse number 9. He said, Have I not commanded thee, be strong? Here's the third time. Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Don't be dismayed. This word dismayed... I don't know about you, but I never told anybody not to be dismayed. That makes no sense to me in, the, in my vernacular. But the word, it means to bow down. It's really what it means from the Hebrew. It means to uh, prostrate, to, to bow down, to, to be broken. See, the devil wants to use situations that you've experienced, that I've experienced, to break us. We only bow down... We only lower our heart to one. And His name is Jesus. Amen? So if I'm concentrating on a hurt, if I'm concentrating on a situation, I'm bowing down to that. I'm giving in to that rather than putting God where He should be. Amen? Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wherever 
whithersoever thou goest. Aren't you glad Jesus said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, I'll be with you always, even at the end of the age, the end of the world. All right, now drop down with me. Now this is where we're fixing to close, but look at this. This is why we've got to do what the Bible says. We've got to keep reminding ourselves what God says. We've got to keep meditating on the Word of God. Look what he tells us in verse number 12. God, uh, God tells Joshua in verse 10, he said, this is what I want you to command. This is what I want you to speak. In other words, I want you to influence other people with my words. Okay? And, and so notice who he goes to first. Now these words, like I said, in, the, in God's, uh, he names people names for a reason because every name means something. He says, and I want you to go to the Reubenites. Now Reuben, uh, when Reuben was born, out of the mouth uh, of mom and daddy was, see you a son. See you a son. So, so God's message to Joshua, to, to Jesus, to help them to be able to walk out the promises of God was, you've got to see who you are. I am a son, a daughter of the Most High God. Amen? Am I feeding you too much? I'm sorry. And to the Reubenites and to the Gadites. Gadites means the troop or the army of the Lord. See, when you're a, a child of God, you're named into the army of God. But he said... All of a sudden, he said, talk to the half-tribe of Manasseh. See, every time you see Manasseh, Manasseh means forgetting, forgetful. I forget who I am. I forget who God is. Manasseh is in the world today, if you would just look around and see them. But he said, don't forget that you're a son of God, a daughter of God, that you're in the army of the Lord. Have I not commanded you? In other words, this is where he sent him. So you and I, we have to keep reminding people who they are. We have to keep reminding what their job, what their... An army is here to fight. We're to fight the good fight of faith. You and I are, are to be in the place and understanding that we have a... a, a uh, adversary out there, a roaring lion, amen? He's seeking to devour people. But just because he seeks to devour people, he ain't going to devour you. He ain't going to devour me because you and I are not in that place, amen? We're in the place of confidence. So let's don't let him devour a situation in our life, amen? Okay. Verse 13. This is what he, God said to, to Joshua and what he told Joshua to say. Remember the word. Mark that down on the table of your heart tonight as you lead this service. Remember the word. Remember the word. Remember what the Spirit of God is wanting to deal with you about tonight. Wants to talk to you about tonight. Wants to help with you tonight. Because the moment you walk out the door, according to Mark chapter 4, Jesus warned us that Satan as a fowl of the air will come to steal the word out of your heart. Out of my heart. And so we've got to remember it. We've got to meditate. We've got to keep saying it. Uh, the, the Spirit of God sometimes will give me something and I won't have nothing to write it down and, and I just make sure. I just keep saying it. I just keep saying it. Because I'm what? I'm going to hold on to that till I can write it down or I can get to uh, uh, my recorder. I can, I can speak into it. Amen? I, I'm not going to let that go. Because if I let it go, you know, you think when the, when the anointing's there, oh, it's so easy, I'll never forget this. Oh, this, I can tell anybody everything. And then later on the anointing leaves and you didn't write it down, and you're, 
well, Donna, uh, what do you think this meant? I don't know. Are you nuts? That makes no sense whatsoever. Because you got everything all turned upside down. All right. So in closing, I want you to understand what the Spirit of God is wanting to do for you tonight, what He's wanting to do for me. He's wanting us to look into His Word, look into Jesus about what we're dealing with, about what we're struggling with, and let His glory bring truth. Let that truth that is anointed destroy yokes, give you the liberty and the freedom to make a choice. What we've been praying there, and I know you've been praying the same thing, there's certain people... Uh, that God has brought us in contact with, that right now they don't have the freedom to make a choice. Their, 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 their minds are darkened. They're alienated from God. Their, their bodies are uh, in, in bondage of different sorts and different situations. And so you and I have got to pray for them. Pray that, that they will have an opportunity to make a choice themselves. And until they can make that choice themselves, we're going to give them grace. We're going to give them mercy because God done the very same thing to us. Amen? All right. Verse 13. Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God hath given you rest. If you don't have rest in a certain area of your life, then the thief has come to steal it. God said we're to be good stewards. So let's go get back what the enemies took. It don't belong to him. And let's present that rest in every area of our life. He said, the Lord hath given thee rest and hath given you this land. The promises. Through Jesus Christ, all the promises of God are yes Come on. Hallelujah. So Joshua, he, if you look through the, through the book of Joshua, we don't have time, but you can go to Joshua chapter 10. He speaks out and he tells the people the same thing that God told him. See, we really don't have the word of God until we learn how to speak it out and give it to others. Then that's when we really possess it. And so he spoke it out. And then in Joshua twenty four fifteen, one of our favorite verses, he said, as for me, in the last part of the verse, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. So we make sure that the Word of God... See, anything that's not the Word is an evil taskmaster. But when you serve the Word, Jesus, there's freedom, there's liberty, there's victory like never before. Amen. I'll leave you with this thought. There was a... A man, he was, this is in England in the 1800s, he was visiting this home. And as he, uh, the whole family that Sunday afternoon, they decided to go out. And he stayed there. And they told him, said, you just make yourself at home. Uh, go from room to room. Do whatever you want to do. Just enjoy your afternoon. And so he went into this one room. And as he went into this one room, it was beautiful except for this one wall. And this one wall, uh, one of the children had uh, poured... Uh, some kind of uh, substance all over the wall and the wall was stained and you've seen where they tried to clean it up and uh, they, they couldn't do it. And uh, so he looked at it and he was an artist. So he looked at that stain and then he put 
his interpretation on top of that stain. Now, what does that apply to? How does that apply to you and I? Ephesians 2.10, you are God's masterpiece. You are God's workmanship, King James. And so we had stain all over our lives. But God took and he put Jesus on us. And when those people, when they come home, they looked at that wall and there was a beautiful um, garden with a waterfall scene that was painted on that wall and you could not determine where the stain was. There is no stain on your life. Jesus Christ, the blood, takes your black sin, my black sin, and makes us white as snow. Amen? So let's don't have no limitations. Let's go out and let's present. Let God be seen in us and through us. Let's claim all the promises. And let's look into the very glory of God with an open face. Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this group of people. I thank you for what you're doing in their lives, in my life. But I am so excited what you're going to do through us. I believe with all of my heart that you're getting us to a place where we can continually be moved with compassion. You're getting us to a place where we can see something better. What you have done, what you have given for people. And we're going to be able to walk out the very promises of God, and we're going to be able to minister by your grace and mercy those truths into other people's lives and see them forever changed. And we thank you for it, Father. Let it be. Let it be. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch us and draw us right now. Help us be honest and truthful with you. Let us open up our face by the power of the Spirit into your word. Let us behold truths that we never understood or could never receive before. But let tonight be the night that we're forever changed because we humbled ourselves and we allowed you to change our attitude. Let it be. Touch and draw in Jesus' name. Would you come and make yourself an altar up here or at your chair, whatever you feel comfortable with? And would you let the Lord just minister to you? And if we could help minister to you, we would love to do that. But would you let God change some things in your life tonight? Would, he, would you let Him give you hope? Would, he, would you let Him show you where you need a healing touch, where you won't be so quick to judge, you won't be so quick to be angry, you won't be so quick to be moved to hopelessness? Would you give it to the Lord tonight? He has so much for you. He loves you so much. And He has so much confidence in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.